That's a lot of kids. Uh, wow. and then, uh, no, not that many. <laughs> Okay, we are in the Siddur. We're um, we're in the middle of the first bracha of Birchas Kriyashna. Right? We um, we discussed last week. I'm not going to review, but from after from after Yishtabach, we begin that section of davening, which corresponds. <coughs> which corresponds to the world of Bria. And that is the brachis that lead up to Kriyashma, followed by Kriyashma, followed by the brach after Kriyashma, as we discussed. And we began, we began last week the first of the Birchas Kriyashma, which begins, um, most of us are on the same page, it's on page 42. Hashem forms light and creates darkness. Shalom creates peace. Hashem creates everything. And last week we discussed a number of ideas about this first, um, the opener of the bracha. Um, I'm not going to be as detailed in the continuation of the bracha, but let's talk about a couple of points. Um, the next paragraph begins, that Hashem um, gives light to the, to the earth and to all those that dwell upon the earth with His mercy. And then it says, Uvetuvay mechadesh bechol yoim tomid A very important statement. We say, in his goodness, he renews every day creation, maiseberashis. Interestingly, this quote we say also at the end of this bracha. Right? If you turn the page, you remember this is a lengthy bracha that finishes on the bottom of page 44. And just before the end of the bracha, we say exactly the same quote. What are people looking for it? Again, on, on page 44, yet the bracha finishes, right? Close to the bottom, Baruch HaTashem Yotzer HaMa'oros. Three lines before, you have The concept of the, the daily renewal of creation. And again, it's a, it's a concept that's mentioned both at the beginning of this bracha and the end of this bracha obviously pertaining to what this bracha is about. What's the idea of Hashem's um, daily renewal of creation? When we talk about hischadshus, we talk about renewal, so there's a number of different levels and times that we, we talk about renewal. Um, most prominently, we spoke about it a lot before Rosh Hashanah, right? because we talked about what happens in Rosh Hashanah. Um, everything sort of goes back up, right? We talked about that, that all the energy that was given to the world for the entire year is in a state of going back to Hashem. And there's that time that's like... There was that time we talked about that the world is in a quasi-state of being on the night and the eve of Rosh Hashanah. And then we bring down the highest for a new year. So there is a hischadshus, there's a renewal, the, um, the energy for the year Hashem gives in one year increments, and every year in Rosh Hashanah, we go through the system again of davening and asking and blowing the shofar and bringing the chayis down again. So that's a yearly thing. Um, but here we're talking about a daily thing. So obviously we're not talking about the same thing than, than that what happens every year in Rosh Hashanah. We're talking about something else. There's another thing we talk about, also not this. And that is that Hasidus t- tells us that really everything is constantly receiving its energy from Hashem. Every second. Right? It says that every second, um, everything, um, Hasidus talks a lot about this, that 
Nothing has an independent being. Um, the world is constantly being energized by Hashem. And if for one second the energy would cease to flow, then there wouldn't be existence. Um, it's not like Hashem created it and it's there. Hashem is constantly creating it. So is that what it's referring to here? What do you mean? No, because... Because here it's a daily thing. Not constant. So we really have three concepts here. We have... I'm not trying to be confusing, but we have here three different concepts. We have the concept of on Rosh Hashanah, where there's this new energy given for a year. It's actually energy? The energy for all of being, for all of creation, right? And really, not, not to push this further, but really that general energy that's given on Rosh Hashanah really comes down to the world every Rosh Chodesh for that month. Would you call that the life force? Or yeah. Life force. The life force of everything, of existence. So there's the general energy Hashem decides to give to the world in Rosh Hashanah, and we blow the shofar, and we, we work on it, and we get the year's amount of energy, so to speak. That energy filters through every Rosh Chodesh for that one month. That's one concept. Excuse me. Then we have a concept that everything is constantly created. That's something else. But then there's a third concept, and that's what we're talking about over here. And that is that every day... Today is, or was, Monday. Today on Monday, Hashem went through the same, the same concept as He did the first Monday of Bria. In other words, the, the six days of creation, every week Hashem recreates the world with Sunday and Monday and Tuesday culminating on Shabbos. Meaning, the reason we have seven days of creation, we've discussed in the past, is because there are seven Midas. And every day, one of the Midas was most powerful. Sunday, the primary Midah of creation was Chesed. And that's why Sunday was the creation of light, which is, um, which is like the flow of kindness. Monday, the primary creating force was Givura. Shabbos was Malchus. And Shabbos Hashem was in a state, a state of resting. That happens every week again. So Hashem didn't create the world like, okay, take it and, and just leave it. Hashem is constantly going through creation, and that's why we say every day, Hayom Yom Rishon, Hayom Yom Sheni, we talk about the psukim that relate to that day. And every day, I mean, I remember when, when the Rebbe would say the Sichas, and it was on a Sunday. So typically the Rebbe would say, today is Sunday, which is Hashem's chesed is more felt in the world, and you know, Monday was Monday and Tuesday, and Tuesday was always, it's Yom Shehuch Balbay Ki it says twice um, in creation, the word Ki says twice on Tuesday, so it's a special day. Every day has, had its specialty. And what we're saying here in relation to davening is that's the reason why we daven again every day. That's the reason why every day we try to awaken again these feelings of Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem. Every day has its own new energy. So I davened yesterday already. You know, I'm, I'm done. I did this. Every day we go through the system again, just like physically we wake up and we're renewed, or we should be, in the morning when we wake up, Right? The same question is, why did Hashem create us with the need of sleeping every night? So is it a new energy or is it a renewed energy? I mean, is it the same energy renewed or is it a new energy? Is it renewed or is it new? A little bit of both. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand exactly the difference. It's a, it's a new energy every day from Hashem. But it's an energy that Hashem set into system is going to be every day. See, that's the difference. We don't have to have every day a new Rosh Hashanah to make sure that tomorrow there's going to be an energy. 
The, the system of creation that Hashem set up is that every week again, on Sunday is going to be chesed, on Monday there's going to be gvura, and that's the energy that's going to come to the world. So Hashem set up from the beginning that this is a reoccurring thing. Every day again, going through that system of Bria. So there's, there's already the sun and the moon and the stars, and even though it's Monday, the uh, sun was created already, which happens on Wednesday. But the, the energy of Hashem that comes into the world is constantly new every day and renews itself every day. So that's why mitzvahs, many mitzvahs are once a day. Or at least, Avas Hashem. For example, let's take the mitzvah of Avas Hashem. How often is a person supposed to have Avas Hashem? Always. True. But yet, are we always thinking about Avas Hashem? When we're saying the Shema in the morning is when we're awakening our Avas Hashem. Now, throughout the day, there's going to be times where we're going to feel it more or feel it less. But at least once a day, we take the time to re-inspire ourselves with Avas Hashem. The same as Kabbalah so Malchus Shemayim. Accepting the yoke of heaven. How often are we supposed to accept the yoke of heaven? Again, it's an, it's an always, but once a day is when we do it. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokein Hashem Echad. That is when we're Mekabal El Malchus Shemayim. But now I have Chayrochel's question. Is this, is this, is this, is this like recycled energy? Or is this yeah. like no, no, no. Infinite energy. No. It's infinite energy from Hashem. Hashem doesn't get tired. From Hashem, it's a new energy every day. Again, just like in our own life, we wake up in the morning, by night we go to sleep, we're spent and we're tired, and we get sleep and we're suddenly energized. Right? Is, it's, is it an old energy? Is it a new energy? So it's our, it's our nefesh. I'm sorry? She said, I'm like the whatever we worship was last year. We should for sure. No, for sure. 100%. As a new energy, a new level. Now, this concept of newness, daily newness, it's a wonderful thing, but it's also a demanding thing. And I'll explain. The wonderful part of it is, whatever happened yesterday is yesterday. Today is a new energy. And that's a very important concept in Yiddishkeit, that we believe that we have the concept of constant renewal. Right? We've talked about it in the past. What's the first mitzvah that we received as a Jewish nation? The first I'm sorry? HaChodesh HaZalachem. Rosh Chodesh. What does the word Chodesh mean? Newness. Wasn't the bris the first mitzvah? Bris, but that wasn't the first as a Jewish nation. The first mitzvah we received as a Jewish nation when we're going out of Mitzrayim is Rosh Chodesh. Bris Mila was before we became Yidin as That's why Rashi says, the first Rashi in Chumash, that really the Torah should have started from the mitzvah of Rosh Chodesh, HaChodesh HaZalachem, because that's the first mitzvah. Did they circumcise before eating the Karban Pesach? They did. So were you referring to that as a nation, circumcised? No, I'm talking, to, I thought the first mitzvah. From Avram. Because right. Avram was the first oh, Jew. Okay. And that, you could that look, that you, cir- you could look at circumcision as the first, you could look at Puravuas for having children. That was given to other Yeah, but that's not for Jews. Okay. Jewish. Okay. Okay. Fine. Everything renewed by Matan Torah. Whatever was given before Matan Torah was given again by Matan Torah for the Jewish people, and therefore we count the beginning of mitzvahs the way we receive them as a nation from the mitzvah of Rosh Chodesh. But they got mitzvahs before that. Whatever they received before was all renewed by Matan Torah. But Matan, every, all the mitzvahs that we do, we do it because Hashem told us the Moshe by Sinai. Even though, again, Moshe Avraham Avinu was told, and Adam Rishon was told, and Mara was told. Then they get mitzvahs to be like in Mara. Mara was after Achidus Elohim. 
So why is it that the first mitzvah is Rosh Chodesh? Because of the, the power of this concept of newness, of, renew, of, of newness, of renewal, of constant renewal, the ability to constantly renew. Um, we spoke about it also before Rosh Hashanah, about the Pasuk, Tiku Bachodesh Shefer. Tiku Bachodesh Shofar Bakesel Yom Chagenu. So the Bashanto said, blow a new shofar every year. Not just Tiku because on Rosh Chodesh, but the mitzvah that we do, it's a new shofar. It's not the same shofar as last year. So on the one hand, we have here the power to always renew. And again, even what happened yesterday happened yesterday. Today, we wake up in the morning. Today, I'm going to daven better. Whatever happened yesterday. That's on the one hand. On the other hand, the responsibility of renewal is that I can never rely on what I did yesterday. Because today is a new day. Yesterday doesn't exist anymore. So yesterday I did the mitzvah, but what about today? So it really works both ways, the renewal idea. It gives us the ability always to say, you know, yesterday happened, today is a new day. On the other hand, it tells me, you know, yesterday happened already, today is a new day. What you did yesterday is not, doesn't help for today. And that's why we have a very beautiful, beautiful concept, actually, in this week's Parsha, where it says, Avram zakim babayamim. Avram became old, and he came on in days. And it's a... There were know, full days, I mean. So, so what does days, it mean? Yeah. So the Zayar says, Kol yoyma v'yoyma ovid avidite. That's a quote from the Zayar that the Rebbe would often time quote. Kol yoyma v'yoyma. Every day, ovid avidite was used to its fullest or accomplished what it had to do. So it wasn't just like he was a big tzaddik, you know, most times. Every day he used fully. And here we have the, uh, the idea of the Baal Shem Tov text says, he says that a person has to see to it to do, make every day special, every day mitzvahs. Even let's say I could do, let's say I could do Sunday 10 mitzvahs. <coughs> or I could do just, just one on Sunday, one on Monday, one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday, one on Thursday, one on Friday, one on Shabbos. So one could argue, I'm going to do the same amount of mitzvahs, right? What's the difference if I do them all on Sunday? You know, Sunday will be a super mitzvah day. And the other days I'll take a vacation, right? Or I can give tzedakah. I can give, I can write a check on Sunday for $100. Or I can give, you know, 15 on Sunday, 15 on Monday, 15 on the Tuesday, 15 on Wednesday. Is What's that better to do it that way? So it says that, so it's better to do it that way. Because, because every day became part of a mitzvah. That all has to do with the concept of renewal. Being that every day is a new chayis, is a new energy that Hashem brings into the world, and new energy from my neshama, so it's important to see to it that every day is utilized. It's not only about how many mitzvahs I did in general. I've shared with you in the past that this is especially something powerful for me because it's a long story, I'm not going to say all the details, but I was, I was 11 years old, and I won a raffle somehow to go to New York for Shabbos Mavorchim. In the city, I lived in Detroit, and in the city there was a raffle before Shabbos Mavorchim. Everyone would give 2 $3 or $5, and together you get a ticket, a round-trip ticket, I think it was $90 or something, to New York to the Rebbe's Fabringen as a representative of the community. And then you come back and you make a Fabringen and you share what the Rebbe said by the Fabringen. Now, I don't know why or how I had $5 on me, and I, again, I was 11 years old, and I, I entered the raffle which was odd. 
But I also, what was even odder is I won the ref. <laughs> so I'm going to come, I'm going as the representative of the community to so bring in, and then I'm going to... On a stolen $5 that you took from your mother's wallet. <laughs> I, I, you know, I specifically didn't say that part of the story. So, Amazing. So the question was, if I should even go, how could I go? Who's going to take care of me? Turns out it was the Shabbos of the Kinos Shluchim, the Shluchim Convention, which is this week's Parsha, Shabbos Chai Yisora. And my father, who, this was like the second Shluchim convention. This was, it was just beginning. It was like two, three hundred people would come. Um, so my father, who wasn't going to go, decided, you know what? I'll go. So I went with my father. And I sat on his lap by the Fabrenian. I was smaller then. And I, I sat on his lap by the Rebbe Fabrenian. And the Rebbe said a mimer on this Pasuk. Vavram Zokin Baba You remember so I yes, not just that. When I came back to Detroit, I said over this minor for the whole community. Oh wow! <laughs> that's I was said. That's what I was there that's for. I was I was sent right. as a representative. Right. Not just that. Not just that. Yeah, the rebel would thing. give thirty dollars to whoever was a zeicher begirl to go back to the town and make a fabringen and give over the fabringen. Well, thirty so, dollars was your pay. That was for the Fabringen. You would go into the Rebbe's office, you'd go into the Rebbe's office, and you and you get $30 bills, and that was your thing. And I received it. $31 yes. to give out? No, not to give out. It was officially the, the Rebbe's participation in the Fabringen. That's beautiful. That's the story. Do you still have those dollars? Most of them. Most of them. Some I gave out to Bachram over the years with different oh, things sure. or whatever. That's, yeah. that's really special. Yeah. That's beautiful. You shared that. And I to tell you that I'm not surprised that you were able to come back and share all that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was for sharing. No, I, mean, my, I worked certain, on it a lot. My father I'm told sure, me and I wrote it I'm down sure. and I made notes. I, 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 no, that's... That's part, that's what it, was, it is. Was it for bringing to kids your age, or was it to no. the community? No, it was community. Community thing. Yeah. How did you get eleven? Yeah, nice. Yeah. Almost twelve. Oh, that's beautiful. Nice. Wow. Wonderful. It was, yeah. it was interesting. But I say I'll never forget Vavram Zokin Baba Yomim. You know, that was a mimer. I had to say it for everyone. And, yeah. and that's what the Rebbe is talking about every single day. The idea of the of the power of the day. So here, back to our sitter, that's how we start this bracha as we're beginning Birchas Kriyashma. So we're getting to the essence of davening. And we're talking about how both on a divine level, Hashem renews the energy for the world every single day. And the same way on our own level, in our experience of, of serving Hashem, there's a daily um, need of renewal. So if yesterday I was inspired, that was good for yesterday. Today I have to be inspired again. If yesterday I had yesterday I had Abbas Hashem, that's good. But what about today? And here is where, again, the, the renewal, as I said, is both a gift as well as something that's quite demanding because I can't rely on yesterday. Yesterday was a wonderful spiritual day. What about today? Maybe you know? women aren't obligated to do that. Which concept? <laughs> they are. Time, time. Anything in time. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I can't do more today than I did yesterday. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it really shows about being a panini, though, because mm -hmm. like it's really hard. If you have something that you're experiencing and you don't attend to it, meaning whether if you're sad or happy and you don't attend to it, it's mm -hmm. kind of like... But if you don't take Attempt care to what? of it, whatever, it is. whatever you're experiencing in that moment, yeah, whether yeah. it's 
so that you're not carrying baggage into the next day. Well, sometimes you're able to experience that's that. Hard. That's a very good point. Yeah, but sometimes you can't go there. Like. Sometimes you can't go there all the time. I, mean, I know. Sometimes just... you have to live in the present and not worry about the future because well, the future's what anxiety. Is. That is what. That's what the stillness really, is. Is that what you? Is that what you posted about the stillness? Really? Oh no! That's <laughs> like just like that. that. That was kind of, the stillness would kind of be like what's explained as the darkness. No, I'm not for me. Like I thought it was more being like face. you're saying more, you're that. saying more that um, you just believe that everything Hashem does is good, so it's an acceptance. So if of, what, it of be situations, yes. and then you're less likely to carry very deep baggage. Right, like if there's something it's, 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 it's very, it's very difficult. It's not simple. Uh, it's very it's not simple. Because then you're telling yourself, oh, well, whatever, let's go back. We have something better to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. But if, the point is that each day is home for us yeah. to embrace. Yeah. That Hashem is giving us this new day to embrace. <sighs> then you're not walking through it and you're not stewing over what yeah. was. You're embracing this yeah. new day that we woke up to. That's what also yeah. the, the opening of this week's parasha. It's about Chai Yisara. It says that she's Meya Shana, Esrim Shana, Sheva Shana, a hundred years and twenty years and seven and seven years. And Rashi says, and we talk about it all the time, that every year was Bishlemos at every point. And then it's a Shnei Chai Yisara, Kulam Shavin Latoyva. Rashi says, all of the days were special, and that that's the that's the greatness of 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 our Avodah to be able to bring that into every day, and every day should be part of that. Right? We're not. As everyone said, he says, just like when it comes to breathing, you don't take a break. Right. Like, okay, I, bre- I breathed yesterday. So, you know, we say, Kihem chayenu, v'eirach yomenu, that the Torah mitzvah and our connection to Hashem, this is our life. So life doesn't take a break. And, you know, the Rebbe was notorious for not taking breaks. Yeah. But, but the Rebbe was, mm-hmm. was extreme. But he but, but demanded from all of us also, in, on our level, where, where we're at, to see to it that every day has its kedusha and every day has its fulfillment. And that's what we say at the beginning of our daily davening, that it's a new day. It's a new day, it's a new davening, it's a new opportunity, and I'll use this opportunity. Whatever happened yesterday is not important right now. That's one point here in the beginning of this bracha. Then this bracha, the majority of this goes, bracha goes away on a very interesting concept, which is angels. The Aveda of the Malachim, the, the majority of the first bracha here, is going to describe Hashem's celestial beings, the Malachim, different levels of Malachim, types of Malachim, and the way, excuse me, they say their Kedusha, they praise Hashem every day. Basically, the way they pray, the way they daven. And that's what's discussed in this first bracha of Kriyashma. Um, I'm not going to get into it now, but interestingly, we mentioned the Avoida the Malachim three times during davening. One here, this is the longest of the times. It's really this entire Kadosh, 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 and Baruch Hashem, Komo. The entire page you're looking at is all really discussing the Malachim's tefillah. The second time is during the Kedusha of Shmona Esrei when you're davening with a minion in Shul. Right? There, you're not even going to say it on your own. Even whether man or woman, if you're not davening with a minion, you don't say the kedusha. But if you're in shul and there's a minion, you'll say kedusha, and again we'll have kadosh, kadosh, kadosh of the malachim. And the third time, interestingly, is in the uvalit Sion. after davening. No, there's after shmona esrei and after tachnun. There's ashrei, and then there's uvalit Sion. And there again 
it will go through, in short, the Kedusha that the Malachim say. That's on page 72 and 73, if someone's looking for it. But again, right now I don't want to discuss the three levels of Kedusha and why we discuss it those three times. We'll put it on our to-do list in Yitzhah Hashem. But this is definitely the place where it's discussed in greatest length, in greatest detail, the Avodah of the Malachim. Why do we spend so much time discussing the Malachim's praising, the, the Malachim's praises? And there's a number of answers to that question. I want to discuss it a bit. One point we discussed last week a little bit, and I'll just say over the point, and that's straight out of Tanya. In fact, I think I brought a Tanya and I read, I read a little bit with you. And that is, the Alter Rebbe discusses that really a primary mitzvah of Kriyashma is, as you mentioned earlier, developing or, in, uh, um, or awakening our Ahavas Hashem, our love for Hashem. One of the ways of evoking or, um, or experiencing, awakening our Ahavas Hashem is thinking about Hashem's tremendous Ahava for us. His, his tremendous love for us because love, as we know, is reciprocal. Right? The famous... It is, very much so. The Pasuk says, Kamayim ha'panim la'panim kein leiv ha'odam el ha'odam. It's a Pasuk in Mishle. And it says that a heart, that a heart... Excuse me, if you're questioning it, healthy love is reciprocal. You're okay, so you're talking about not healthy love. Right, that's a good, 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 good point. Uh, that's, but, so that's the point uh, I, I was worried about. There's people I, that you could be very good to and yeah. loving to. And good, then you just, good point, okay. good point. But in a healthy situation, in a healthy situation... When there's, one, when there's love going one way, that love should reflect itself backward. And that's, again, the Pasuk, for Shleim says in Mishle, that just like water reflects a face, the same to a heart reflects a heart. And the same is with us and Hashem. That's a nice Pasuk. Yeah. I have to write that one down. <laughs> no, I like I can just see myself painting something with water and writing the Pasuk in there. It definitely sure. is. <laughs> so, <laughs> so... Um, See, I, 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 there goes an idea for another one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so <laughs> I gotta write it down. So um, I have a copy for you, by the way. <laughs> so the Alter Rebbe says that the way for us to awaken, we we love Hashem anyway, but that love is sometimes somewhere deep inside. The way for us to awaken that love is to remember and think about and to actually express Hashem's love for us. One of the ways we realize that and, and, and realize how much Hashem loves us is when you think about the great angels and the great celestial beings and the great neshamas and everyone in heaven and they're praising Hashem and, and this. And then there's us, little us down here, regular physical people. And one would think, you know, where does Hashem you know, spend his time? Where, where does he feel more comfortable? In heaven with the angels or in our, in our little places? And the answer is with us. And all the angels are like, they're so much greater and higher and spiritual and beautiful and holy and everything and everything. And yet Hashem chose us, not the world of angels. And He gave us His Torah and He gave us His mitzvahs. And that's really what's being described in these two brachas before Kriyashma. The first bracha at length is about the greatness and holiness of the angels. The second bracha is about Hashem's love for us. So it's really a story of contrast. Their greatness and we're regular and small, so small in comparison, and yet Hashem, in His infinite wisdom, shows us, and that, and, and shows to love us. And that is supposed to awaken by us, that, again, that reciprocal feeling of love for Hashem. So that's an idea that the Alter Rebbe discusses in Tanya about the angels. Um, is, are, the, are angels are, are more like an extension 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I mean, it's like, not that he didn't create them, but he's more like an extension. Not that we're not an extension, but we have so many contradicting, conflicting elements in our life. We have to deal with, with our Yetzirah, we have to deal with Gashmias. Angels, yeah. angels are a creation from Hashem, but very spiritual creations, very holy creations. Um, angels are, are not an extension, they're a creation. If anything, a neshama is much more an extension of Hashem than an angel. I'll get to that in a moment. Angels don't have neshamas. Uh, I'm saying a neshama of a person uh -huh. is much more an extension of Hashem than an angel is. An angel is a spiritual creation of Hashem. Right? And here we have an interesting concept. Who's higher, us or the angels? Spiritually speaking. That's a loaded question. The answer is, in short, the answer is like this. The essence of, of a Jewish soul is a part of Hashem Himself, way beyond any angel, right? The Pasuk says, how did Hashem create the first soul? Through blowing. How did Hashem create angels? Through speech. So the Zohar says the difference between blowing and speech is that blowing gives, is the essence of the blower. Speech is something that's much more external. Right? The breath that's emitted by speech is much more external than the breath that comes from blowing. The essence of a neshama is a chilek elokami mal mamish, as the Alter Rebbe famously says in the second chapter of Tanya. It's a part of Hashem. The angel is a creation of Hashem, and therefore is a lot lower than a neshama. However, the angel remains a very spiritual being, whereas the soul comes down into this world and becomes very physical, because it get, goes into a physical body. So in today's game, so to speak, if you compare an angel with a person, an angel is a much greater exalted state of spirituality than a human being down here. Because it's not dealing with physicality. It's not dealing with physicality. It's not in a body. It's not really part of this world. It's not dealing with Yetzirah. And it's, it's not, not dealing with Yetzirah. So therefore, an angel is much more spiritual than a physical human being. Though the physical human being has a soul that's rooted much higher than the angel in connecting to Hashem. But what about like, the fact doesn't have the Yetzirah and it can't do mitzvahs. Does that um, it also it can't do mitzvahs? It can't do mitzvahs. It does. It does the bidding of a Baruch Hu. Isn't that a mitzvah? The bidding. It does. Bidding the will of. It's not. It's not by choice. It's not by choice. It's not by choice. It's a messenger of Hashem. It's not by choice. The angel doesn't have freedom of choice. No. No, angels don't have Bechira. Well, we hear about all those evil angels that are always trying to do stuff to us. <laughs> That's also not by choice. That's their job. Okay. Sorry, you said we're in the middle of the season. It's not going there. So you're saying that a neshama is on a higher level than a malach because it has... Part of Hashem. Right. But then... But um, but then but when it comes down to this to the the neshama comes to our bodies and it deals with physical stuff so then the malach, malachim are higher but malachim can't do mitzvahs and they don't they don't, they don't, they don't create sahara so are they still on a higher level than the neshama no. and the body? The, at the end of the day the neshama is always higher than the malach mm -hmm. it's just the one who relates more to spirituality is the malach. The Malach is much more spiritual because it never became sullied. It never got involved in a goof. It never got involved in this world. So that's why in davenings, we're very connected. We keep on talking about the angels davening, and yet the angels need our davening in order for their davenings to connect to Hashem. Interestingly, Hasidus explains there's a, um, a dual relationship here where the angels bring our tefillos upward. They do? While our tefillahs bring their tefillahs upward. 
Because each one brings something to the table that the other doesn't have. In Hashem's world, everything is perfect. The fact that there are angels, they, they're there to serve a certain job that they have to do. The fact that we're here is because we have our job to do. But ultimately, in this, in this world of perfection, everyone is dependent on the other. Because of their exalted spiritual state, so therefore when we talk about their davening, and again, as I mentioned, we talk about it three times during our davening. In other words, we're very, we're very in tune to the fact that the angels are saying shira now. At the same time, the angels are waiting for us to say shira, say kadosh together, and ultimately we're saying it together. So we bring a greater strength to the praise because we're more powerful than they, yet they're the ones who are able to bring it upward because they're more spiritual than us. Because of our physicality and involvement in the mundane, so whatever we say is going to be somewhat tainted by all the physicality that we're involved with. So you need those pristine and spiritual beings that cleanse our tefillahs and bring them upward. Yet their tefillahs aren't as powerful as our tefillahs. They don't have that neshama. They don't have the mitzvah aspect. So they're waiting for us, for our tefillahs, to bring their tefillahs, give it the strength that they need. We need their tefillahs because when they're being mispala with us, they are cleansing. The Zayar actually talks about it. It says that they hug our tefillahs and that they cleanse our tefillahs and they bring it up to Hashem. So there's this dual relationship. So although some of us may not see angels during davening, but nevertheless, they're, they're really going on together. In, in the shul or in our house, wherever we're davening, there are angels waiting for us to daven. We're talking about their davening. They're waiting for our davening and together those shiras are sent to Hashem. Does it, does it matter what kind of kavana you have in terms of what, is, what they're bringing up? The more, ka- yeah. the more kavana that we have, the more yeah. spirituality we're putting what, into. What's the story about every time you do a mitzvah, it creates an angel also? It's another concept, right? Right? Yeah, that says, it definitely says that. Definitely says that. Or if you don't do the mitzvah properly, they can get an angel who's like that, 100%. Is that true? I don't, I mean, it's not that true. Like, no, but, they, they, they say that, but like, if you don't do the mitzvah properly, then you can make it happen. The angels are incomplete. The angels are incomplete, yeah. Yeah. That's what it says. It definitely says that. Now, that interesting. It's not easy. Like it what, what what you know, like the it means that a, a mitzvah that's not done properly, like the spiritual forces that it creates are incomplete yeah. until yeah. I'll do until so I do less less for it. Or less protection or less health. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Now, <laughs> interestingly, <laughs> interestingly, just like our relationship with the malachim is a dual one, that they're saying kadosh and we're saying kadosh. The same is the malachim amongst themselves and us amongst ourselves. Our tefillos are also strengthened by each other. And let me show you something very beautiful. Let's look over here on page 44. Right, from the beginning of 44, you know, the name of Hashem, the great, the exalted, the holy, the strong. Then it says, V'chulam mikablim alehem o malchus shamayim zamizeh. All of the angels accept upon themselves the yoke of heaven, one from another. What does that mean? Okay, so that's a good question. So here, here it doesn't mean in a sense of to do the right thing. Here, here it's in a sense of being more bottled to Hashem, more bottled to his, to his will, more connected to him, 
That's a good point. It's not about not doing Averis. When we talk about Kabbalah Sale, it's on a lower level. But, but what I want to talk about is, it says that they accept O Malchus Shemayim one from another. What does that mean? How do you accept? I mean, O Malchus Shemayim means accept the yoke of heaven. What does it mean one from another? They're dependent on each other? So in other words, here it's already telling us that their avoda is done in unison. Just like by us. Yes, we can not. inspire each other in Kabbalah's O Malchus Shemayim so that True, I'm accepting the yoke of heaven, but it's because of the person who's inspiring me. So together we're accepting. And when there's more people, the acceptance is stronger. And that goes on by angels as well. And it goes on. They give each other permission. To sanctify their creator. With a, uh, I don't know exactly. Pleasantness. With pleasantness, right? With clarity it's, and so forth. And so on. So again, the, they're, they're accepting the yoke of heaven one from another. They're giving each other permission. And then, kulam ke'echad, onim of they all in unison respond in fear and trepidation and say, kadosh, kadosh, kadosh. So three times over here, we have the concept that one might think an angel is this holy being. He just connects to Hashem. You know, praise. But no. Even the angels... Hashem creates everything in units. And a unit means that everything helps the other. And everything reaches its shlemus only through another. We'll see soon, that's definitely true in human beings. But here we're seeing it's even true in angels. And the Alti Rebbe explains something beautifully in the Maimur. What, what do they say after all this? They say, Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Three times Kadosh. Why three times Kadosh? So, and, and there's a lot of Hasidus on this, but also one point. He says that really there's three basic groupings of angels. There's the angels of Chesed. There's the angels of Gvura, kindness and severity. And there's the angels of Tiferes, which is beauty, which is a mixture of both. Who heads the group of angels of Chesed? Malach Michael. Who heads the, uh, the angels of Givura? Malach Gavriel. Who heads the angels of Tiferes? Is Raphael. Those are the three angels that we met in last week's parasha that came to Avram Avinu. These are the three cardinal angels. Each of them has myriads and myriads of, of hosts of angels behind them. But one of the unique differences between angels and human beings, we mentioned a few before, one of the most interesting differences is that angels are extremely one-faceted. Right. So, so if one you're... Tough kid, one tough kid. One tough kid, you know, one facet. And that was even in the story of Avram, right? Three angels, because each one had to do how his thing. What do you mean? Raphael is chesed and gvura. I understand, but it, it comes together as teferis, dafka. He dafka has to be teferis. He can't be chesed on his own gvura. His thing is only putting them together, that's it. That's why the angels of Ava don't know what Yura means. The angels of Yira don't know what I... They're everything to an extreme. Now, extreme is very good, in a sense. In other words, the Ava is so strong because there's no Gvura. You know, the, the great Tzaddik, Reb Zusha of Anapoli, who is a, a colleague of the Alti Rebbe. So it's, it's said about him that he davened to Hashem, that Hashem should give him the feeling of... I don't remember if it's Ava or Yira. Either Ava, I don't remember one of them. Either Ava, Hashem, or Yira, so I'm not remembering this minute. But of an angel. 
He wants to be able to feel their love or their fear. But he said, not of a great angel. I know I wouldn't be able to handle that. Just a little tiny little angel. You know, and also angels, they keep on existing and every day they get greater. Just that one that was just created. That, you know, I, he's asking, he's a big tzaddik, you know. So Hashem said, fine. And suddenly, Reb Zusha started running in the room back and forth. He couldn't contain himself. The feeling was too powerful. And he, 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 he gasped out to Hashem, okay, take it away. And this is Reb Zusha Anapoli, one of the great tzaddikim. Angels are on a different level of spirituality. So, but they're, they're totally one, one faceted. So each one has its thing. Says the Alter Rebbe, an interesting question. When they're saying Kadosh, it's because they're recognizing the greatness of Hashem from their perspective. So how is there three Kadoshes? Each of them is saying they're... they're but they're, if they're all... How can everyone say three? Everyone should be saying one. Everyone should, should be saying Kadosh because they realize their way. Kadosh is the total... Re, the, the realization of that reflection or that re representation of Hashem the way they take it. But if each one, if each angel is one faceted, each one should say Kadosh and this, that would be it. There's still a team. It says, because they're all receiving one from another. And that's, that's how this leads into the Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Because it's Mikablim Zemize. And because it's Nosnimbiabarishuzeloze. And because it's Kulam Keechot. Because they're all working on it together. So even though each angel in and of itself is so one-faceted and just chesed or just gevura or just whatever, whatever me that is. So that's why when they come together, they're able to say kadosh, kadosh, kadosh. Each one is able to receive from the other. And if that's true for angels, how much more so for us? And that's the concept of we come together. In every area, in every, we have the concept of a, of a tzibur. What a, a tzibur means a congregation. But tzibur actually is also a Rashi Tevas, it's also an acronym for tzaddikim, beinanim, urishayim. Which is everyone. And only when all three are together do we have a tzibur. In other words, if we say, no rishayim here, then you only have a tzibur. <laughs> you don't have a, you can't have, a, a wholesome group of yidin means all of us. Because we, we believe that all of us contribute to everyone else. And that's it. One more concept here. We have a famous a statement of Chazal, which is, Kol Yisrael, that's one, but, but I'm referring to another one, which is, Arevin Zelazen, which literally means, we're all guarantors one for another. Right? Which means we're all, like again, what's a guarantor? Literally, on a simple level, what's a, a guarantor? A co-signer on a loan, exactly, right? So, so the Rebbe makes an interesting point. He says, a co-signer on a loan, right? So I want to get a loan, so I need a co-signer, right? I want to get a loan, so I need someone to sign that they're going to guarantee this loan. Um, the person who I'm going to get as a guarantor typically has more money than me. If he's a poor guy, then what kind or of co-signer is that? Or at least people think he does. Or at least the people think he does, right? So, but here it says, Kol Yisrael Arevin Zelazeh, does that mean only tzaddikim are guarantors for Beninim? Or Beninim for Rishon? No. Kol Yisrael, that means that the simplest of Yidin is a guarantor for a tzaddik. What does that mean? Poor guy, is, this poor guy doesn't have any money, he's guaranteeing the, you know, the wealthy guy who's going to bank for a $10 million loan, and he's going to guy, a homeless guy in the street, can you be my guarantor for the loan? Doesn't seem to make any sense. So a tzaddik is a billionaire, and a simpleton is a you know, poor guy. And the Torah says, no, no, no. 
You're his guarantor and you're his guarantor. How does that make any sense? So the way that makes sense is because we believe that everyone has something that they bring uniquely to the table. Every single Yid has something unique about them. Hashem didn't create this Yid by mistake. Whoops, there no, that was a fluke. Right? <laughs> Sorry. There's no, there's no such thing. Every Yid brings something special to the table and therefore that special thing, the greatest Tzaddik needs that Yid and without that Yid, the greatest Tzaddik is not Peshlemos. And that's why Yitzibur is only Yitzibur when it's Tzaddik, Benin and Russia all there. Only then is it at Sibor. So that's the way it is by Malachim, when the Malachim are davening, and that's the way it is when we're by davening. What's the first, very first thing we say in the morning right after Brachos? It's not just a mitzvah, it's the beginning of davening. Just like the Malachim, when they're coming to daven to Hashem, it's by coming together. When we come to daven by Hashem, it's by coming together. So that's the Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. But it's not only those malachim. If we look at the next line, we have after the Kodesh, Kodesh says, Vaha Ofanim, Vachayos HaKodesh. Who are they? Ofanim? Ofanim, Chayos HaKodesh. These are other level, other angels. There's angels of the world of Bria. There's angels of the world of Yitzira. There's angels of the world of Asiya. Bicycles are all funny. That's Ofnaim. But so, so the ones saying Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh are the Malachim of the worlds of Bria. Don't get mixed up in Israel. The, <laughs> Bleak, I have. The Ofanim are the, the Malachim in the world of Yitzira. The Chayas HaKadosh are the Malachim of the world of Asiya. And all come together to Davin Tashem. They say different statements. Notice. The Ofanim and Chayis HaKodesh, Barash Gadol, they make a lot of noise. Why are they making so much noise? The first Malachim didn't make so much noise. Who makes more noise typically? Kids or adults? Typically. <laughs> Today, adults. <laughs> okay, but that, during Davin, right? But the, the, the point is, when you see something that's so exciting for you, so you sort of... You can't, you can't you, hold it up. Right, you can't contain yourself. So the smaller the Malach, the more excitable they are. So the greater Malachim are able to contain themselves and say, Kodosh, Kodosh, Kodosh. The Ofanim, Chayis, HaKodosh, Barash, Godol, they come running. They're, they're more excitable. And they say, Baruch, Kavod Hashem, Mimkomo. Baruch, they draw, let's draw down Hashem to us also. To everyone in their place, we're drawing down Hashem to us. That's the lesser Malachim. What does Mimkomo mean? If Hashem is everywhere, what's Mimkomo? Good question. Mimkomo is the places where he is more revealed, or his, where his essence is more revealed, and we're drawing that down to the places where he's less revealed as well. What are the Seraphim? Which world are they from? What are you saying? The, yeah, the, I, I didn't say, but the Seraphim are the highest ones. They're from, no, Bria, Bria. Bria. Ifanim is Yitzira, Chayzakir, Zasiya. When we think of the angels, how are we supposed to think of them? Hmm. Like, imagine them. I'll leave that to your imagination. What? <laughs> <laughs> well done. I think of them as helpers to Hashem. They are. They're Hashem's agents. They're they're ruchni they're spiritual. You know, there's they have some level, some form of body, but a spiritual one. Um, the Ramban, the Ramban writes that. Half like human. No, 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 no. Not yeah, but the Malachim came to, to, to um, Abraham Avinu. They had 
They were able to take on human form. That take on. Else. The, the Ramban writes that a, a human being, a body, is made up of four elements. Four, right? The elements yeah, of Esh, Ruach, Mayim, and Ofer. But what is made? Uh, the human body. Uh-oh. Really everything physical. Right. The human body is made up of fire, spirit, water, and dust. Or dirt. And Matter. Earth. Matter. Earth. Earth, right. Fire, water, and air. Right. Now, the earth is the primary ingredient in something physical. Okay, matter. Okay. The Ramban says the Malachim, their bodies are made of just a fire and air. So they're made of the two more um, inferior. Inferior. Ethereal. Okay, the two two less physical. And therefore, they're not limited like we are. But the Ramban, not all, this, this seems to be a d- debate amongst the Rishonim, but that's what the Ramban says. He bases it on a, on a Pasuk, Malach of, uh, uh, from Barkin Afshin. So, can I ask a question about the Ramban from there? Physically, Who? Whatever, the no, why do you say that? But, but they, they can fly, they can go all over, they can go over. I'm not sure. What did you say? What was your question? That physically they don't move. They, they, they're lined up and they just sing Shira nonstop. Maybe sometimes. Maybe that's what that also makes I don't know. sense. I don't know. The idea of um, um, like halacha, like halachim, or what is that? Like mahalchim, right? Mahalchim and They don't have the ability to go to a totally different level. They're stuck in the level that they're at. Oh, Maybe I that's see. more explaining what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I want to finish with one last idea about this malachim prayer. We're going to finish with this bracha for now. Next week we'll go on to the human side of the story. But we're talking about malachim, so one last idea on this. Um, interestingly, when the Nevi'im, like Yecheskel or Yishayo, whatever, when they had visions of the heavenly chariot, the Merkava. So it says they saw their different faces. Um, and they saw Pnei Adam, as face of man. And there was Pnei Shor. What's that? What you call it, Merkava? The Merkava, which is the, the divine chariot, that's discussed in a number of prophecies. Okay. So they discussed the Pnei Adam, the face of man, the features of man. Pnei Shor, an axe. Um, Pnei Aryeh, a lion, and Pnei Nesher, an eagle. Those are the four faces in the divine chariot. Again, this is all um, prophetic visions. I'm sure it's not meant to be understood physically, that if you go somewhere in heaven, you'll find a face of a lion. But we're talking about the way that he perceived these visions in the Merkava. According to Kabbalah, these are angels. The Shor, the, the Nesher, these are different types of angels. These are like archangels in heaven. It's interesting that the angels are called animals. They're given, they're given the figure of animals. The Adam is the source of man, of the, nef, of the godly soul of man. But the lion and the eagle and the ox are various types of angels. Why are the angels called animals? So the Alteva talks about it in Tanya, actually, beginning with chapter 39, there's a whole piece on it. And he says that really, you know, we see animals down here in in the most physical state, but the angels are like animals in relation to man because of their lack of freedom of choice. Like an animal, man has freedom of choice. In other words, just like an animal, they just have their mission and they do it. They're not making that decision to do it and fighting, you know, different uh, forces. They're basically living on instinct. And they're they're also much more midos-based, exactly. 
It, malachim are much more emotional based, not intellectual. Man is much more intellect, and malachim, as great and spiritual as they are, they're much more about their midos. That's why you always hear about the malachim of love, and the malachim of fear, and the malachim of beauty, because these are, these are all midos, emotions. And that's why primarily malachim are in the world of Yitzira, Asiya, very few in the world of Bria, which is more of an intellectual world, only the chief angels. I don't want to get into it. The Altarebbe talks about this there in chapter 39, if you want to look into it in Tanya. But then he says something very interesting. Everything we know, there's a concept of hishtalshalus, which is the chain. How A leads to B and B leads to C. The source of our animal soul is malachim. Our godly soul is Adam. Our animal soul, in its highest form, comes from the angels. Now, we think of our animal soul as like this bad thing. Animal soul is not really bad. It's just an animal. Are animals bad? (laughs) Animals are not bad. They might act badly sometimes. Well, people could also act act badly. They act on their instincts. But if they're trained properly, animals can help us do things that as humans we can never do. Right? Even chayet me could... In other words, there's, there's a horse. A person using the horse can go a lot faster than a person on their own. But the horse has to be trained to do the right thing. The ox can plow the field that will take me who knows how long. The ox can do it if the ox is harnessed to do the right thing. Our animal soul could be our biggest asset if trained properly and if used properly. Our animal soul is more passionate than our godly soul. So when, we're, when our animal soul is trained to have passion for good things, it adds passion to where our godly soul doesn't even have it. So to make a long minor short, the animal soul really comes from angels. It just came down so many levels, tell us in this physical human form, that it's very animalistic. And here the Alter Rebbe says something beautiful in, 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 uh, in Lekut Yitzhak. He says, you know why we spend so much time talking about the angels praying? We're talking to our animal soul and we're telling it what its root is doing. It's almost like you tell a child, you know, behave. You know what your Zayda was like? Right? In other words, this is where you come from. You have to live up to it. So we might not understand it, but our animal soul is listening. And, and the Alter Rebbe says in that particular mind, and this is a whole different idea of why we're talking about the angels. Remember, earlier we said the idea from Tanya, that it talks about how much Hashem loves us beyond the angels. But in that particular mind, he says that when we're talking about the angels and their prayers and their Kaddish, 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 what we're really doing is inspiring our animal soul by talking about and remembering and thinking about that we're it really, what its root is doing. And its root, all it is, is an agent of Hashem. And what we're trying to do is tell it that we should also be an agent of Hashem. And when our, our animal soul is an agent of Hashem, it's greater than the Malach where it came from because it's connected to the Adam that comes from an even higher source than the Malach. So all of this is that first very interesting bracha of Kriyashma where we devote this whole section to the angels, their prayer for today. We started off by saying how every day is a new day. And today the angels are saying the Shira again and they're praying again. And now that brings us to the next bracha, which is about our part of the story, which will continue in Mirz Hashem next week. Thank you so much. Really very special. Thank you. You're welcome.